Have you ever been in so much pain and have been so fed up with pornography affecting you and your marriage that you've said something like, if you relapse again, I'm leaving, I'm divorcing, this relationship is over and I don't wanna be with you anymore. Or if this happens again and I find out, then we are done. How did that conversation feel for each of you? If you're a wife who said that, how much pain, how much suffering had you been in already that led you to say that? If you're a husband who heard that, what did that bring up inside of you hearing her say that if you mess up again, that the relationship is over? That's a really difficult conversation, I think, for both people to have. And a question that I would have is, did this approach open up more conversations in the future about struggles and temptation and, and, and challenges? Or did it unintentionally shut things down even further? What if there was a better way to communicate the urgency of this issue, hold a high standard for the relationship, and make it so that you can have additional conversations and navigate this issue as a team instead of being kept in the dark even more? This is exactly what I wanna share with you guys today as I talk about how to have these high standards, how you can work as a team, and an alternative approach to deal with this issue in a way that benefits both of you. My name is Sam Tielemans, and I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Couples Healing Podcast, and I've literally worked with hundreds of couples over the last 13 years. And I wanna share with you a path forward that actually has the promise of hope and healing as you walk it, and help you save time and heartache and just heart-wrenching pain due to the impact of pornography on you and your relationship. I wanna start off by sharing with you a story from a long time ago when I first heard a woman say, this phrase, if something along the lines of, if you do this again, then we're done. So when this couple came in to work with me, they shared with me that they had been struggling with this issue for over 15 years. There had been so much pain and heartache due to this problem. And she shared with me that when they were dating, she told him how much of a non-negotiable pornography was for her and that if she was gonna be in a relationship with him, it was so important that that was not a part of their relationship at all. And he said, I agree with that. I don't watch pornography. I don't want that to be a part of my life. I don't think that's something that, uh, that, that I want to have in our relationship either because I just disagree with it fundamentally. And so as they had that conversation together, it helped her feel more secure in the relationship that she was with somebody who, didn't, who had the same value who didn't watch that stuff either, who didn't want that to be a part of the relationship. So it was a source of comfort for her. And so fast forwarding, and a part of that early conversation was, if I do find out that this is what's happening, then, then the relationship is over. So that's a, a really important element. So she was very, very clear upfront, I'm not good with this. And he agreed. The difficulty was that when he said, I agree with this, at the time of him saying that, pornography was not in his life. He, gotten, he had gotten a bit of a better handle on it so that he wasn't struggling like he had been in the past. It was something that he had a battle with, but he had found this respite, this space of time where it wasn't a continual struggle for him. So in his heart of hearts, he agreed with her and said, I don't want this a part of our relationship either because he had been trying for a long time and been working on it to get it out of his life because he didn't want that in his life either. So they were both on the same page. Now, what they shared with me was after about six months, they got together, eventually they got married, and about six months into the marriage, he had a relapse. 
He went back to pornography and he was horrified that he did. He felt so bad, not only that he betrayed his own values, but he was filled with fear and anxiety that as soon as his now wife finds out, their marriage is going to be over based on the conversation that they had earlier on. So for him, what he did was instead of opening up and sharing with her, hey, I had a setback, I'm struggling, I need some help right now. He was way too scared to have that conversation with her because of the fear of losing her. She was so important to him. And when he slipped up and went back to this old pattern, he just buried it. And he went underground into hiding and didn't talk about this for the next 15 years. And so because he was struggling, because he was not getting the help that he needed, because he was hiding everything, he was not addressing the issue like he needed to do in order to fully eliminate the problem. Because of the fear that he had of losing her, he went underground. Now, is that the right thing to do? No. But as he shared with me that this is how he experienced that, I could understand that. I can understand from her side of this, her, her point of view as well, how urgent this issue was for her. Her standard was high. We're not having this in our relationship. And I think that's a great standard to have. I have that standard in my own personal life and for, for myself as well, my relationship. I think that's a great standard. So there's no problem with her having this very firm line of we don't have this in our marriage. And if you do want to do this, then you can be married to somebody else or you can be in a different relationship, but it cannot be with me. So for him, when he was recounting this story, he started to almost tear up when he was describing the fear that he felt of when she finds out my marriage is over. So for the next 15 years, he kept this to himself. He struggled quietly. He fought as hard as he could to eliminate the issue, but he just didn't have the tools that he needed to sustain his progress. So when they had this conversation together, ultimately, when they, when she found out, it shattered her world. She was completely blindsided because she had no idea that he was doing this, especially because they had that conversation very early on. Okay, guys, real quick. So I know that each episode of the podcast dives deep into one specific tip or topic to help you repair your relationship or eliminate pornography altogether. But have you recently considered how all of these pieces fit together to create an overall strategy for you to find freedom? If not, I highly recommend doing this and I'd love to help. If you're a man listening to this, I just created a brand new video for you that walks you through exactly what you need to have in place to quit porn without the battle or the struggle. It's totally free and you can check it out at stopporn.info. It details a totally new approach to getting out of the hamster wheel of progress then failure. One step forward, two steps backwards. So again, you can check out the video at stopporn.info. Okay, now back to the show. And so now they were at this crossroads that they didn't want to be at because it wasn't so easy now for her to just say, okay, well, you screwed up. I don't want to be with you anymore. I already told you that this wasn't okay. And since you did it again, our marriage is over. It wasn't like that anymore because they built a life together. They had children. They worked together. Everything, they blended their entire lives and their whole family was wrapped up on this foundation that wasn't actually true. Now, the desire that he had to eliminate por pornography, that was true. But his ability to follow through and be honest with her and work through this issue in a way that resolved it, he was not in a position to sustain 
and ultimately eliminate this issue because he didn't get the help that he needed. Now, that's not her fault. I want to be very clear. That's not her fault at all. But his fear got in the way of him really addressing this in the way that he should have. So now they're at this crossroads. What do we do? So then they come and they, they contact me and are looking for help and guidance and direction for how do we put this back together? Is this even possible? Do I even want to do this anymore? We've already had this conversation and I shared with him how critical it was that we don't do this. And here we are. I can empathize with both people. It's so, so difficult to be in this position for now a wife who has integrated her whole life with somebody else. And now she, as she reflects on the past, it this, this revelation redefines everything that she thought was, which is just, it was heart-wrenching for her. And for him, he was in so much pain as well because number one, he did not want to lose the relationship with her because she meant so much. Number two, he let her and him down. And number three, he violated his own values and he just felt horrible about what he was doing the whole time. But again, just didn't get the help that he needed. So when I share all of you this with you, my hope is to paint this picture that this scenario, whether you had this conversation early on in your relationship or you've had it multiple times after multiple disclosures or discoveries that this is an issue in your relationship. So how do we navigate this? Because for him, when he heard that conversation in the very beginning of their, their relationship, if you do this, then we are no more. It created in him such fear that influenced him to go underground. Now, was she, was she wrong in saying that? No, I don't think she's wrong. It's okay for her to have standards. This, this, none of this is her fault. If this is your situation though, or if you have found yourself in this loop where there's been a discovery and then a really clear conversation about how we can't do this anymore, I wanna share with you one other option to consider in terms of having this conversation. It's really important to recognize, as I maybe said a little bit of background with this, it's so important to recognize that this is not a willpower issue so when I spoke with that particular husband, he said, when I told her I didn't want this in my life and I'm committed to having this gone, he absolutely meant what he said. So this was not a willpower issue because if it was, he could have just sustained that decision. But because this is not a willpower problem, it's a result of an underlying unresolved issues. It's almost like trying to hold your breath underwater. If you don't have away if you're not a fish right if you can't sustain that if you can't just permanently live your life with holding your breath which of course none of us can eventually you come up for air this is no different when it comes to people who are struggling with pornography it's almost like maybe a better analogy is imagine having this huge beach ball that you just lay on top of and push underneath the water if you're in a swimming pool as much force as much focus and intention and uh, desire you have to keep the beach ball underwater, the further you push that underwater, it creates so much resistance and force and pressure that eventually it pops up. It's not sustainable to continue to push that underwater. This is a very similar thing. When there's unresolved issues, when this is a coping mechanism for somebody, when somebody has low self-esteem, low self-worth, feelings of a failure, uh, of being a failure, a, a lack of confidence, 
inability to process difficult emotions, when there's all this stuff that's not being resolved, it's simply not sustainable to just say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Because just about every man I've ever worked with has said that to himself and to his wife, no more, I'm done. And they mean it every time they say it. So I wanted to share that as some background because this is not a willpower issue. It's a matter of getting the tools that you need. So how could a couple approach this situation differently? How do you maintain high standards while facilitating a space where you can talk about the struggles all along the way, where you're united together, where you're not in the dark? Because one of the worst things for a woman in this is that she's totally left in the dark and she has no idea what's going on. He's not being forthcoming. And so many women that I work with, anything that they learn in the, in the beginning especially is a result of her own finding out. And so because of this lack of transparency and uh, there's, there's not these, there are not these conversations of being forthcoming, how can we approach this differently? So my recommendation, another way to approach this situation is, in, is instead of saying, if you do this again, then I'm done, knowing he needs help knowing there's underlying issues that are not being resolved. Another way that you can consider having this conversation is if you stop engaging in the process of getting help and healing, if you give up your commitment to doing better and being better, if you no longer, if you no longer are seeking and engaging with new tools and ways to actually resolve this issue, then that's a relationship that I can no longer be a part of. There's a huge difference between those two things because one is centered on the input, whereas the other one is centered on the output or the outcome. And in the beginning, he does not have full control over the outcome unless he does something different. He can't just tell himself, I'm not going to do this again and really buckle down and then sustain that if there's problems that are not being addressed. And so I think with this other way of looking at it, you can have the best of both worlds where number one, you have a high standard for your relationship. This is not something that it needs to continue to affect you forever. And it creates a space where there can be open conversations. You guys can work together as a team and maybe more importantly than, than everything else for him individually is that he can then get the tools that he needs to resolve this issue. So he then can sustain it. And so when he discovers what's, driving this issue and gets the support and direction that he needs to actually resolve and find closure on the deeper level where all of this exists, then he can actually follow through on his commitment to not have this in the relationship anymore. So this subtle tweak, well, maybe it's not so subtle. It's, a, it's truly a huge, it's a huge difference, but how you language and frame this, this conversation really can have a positive influence. So the more that you can have this conversation around being committed to the process, then a woman who is married to somebody who's struggling with this can get feedback all along the way because she can see if he's trying, she can see if he's engaged, she can see if he's doing the work. And while he's doing the work and filling her in every step of the way on what's going on inside of him, what is he learning? What's resonating? What's his struggles? And then given those struggles, what tools does he need? You guys can work together in a way that many other couples who find this, you know, if there's, there's a lot of fear and pressure 
of if I mess up, then this is all over. It just makes it, it just makes it harder. You can still have the standard of I'm not going to be in a relationship where this is not going to be worked on, which then again, when somebody is engaged in the work, a woman can verify that. Whereas without knowing what he's doing, without him taking any steps, she can't know if he's still struggling, if he's not sharing with her. And so having this place where you guys can be working on this, have a comp, have these milestones together, things that you guys are, are having conversations about can put you in a place for both of you f- to feel empowered. And the more empowered you both feel, and the more united you are in addressing this issue and getting it out of your lives, the more peace and security and trust that's built because you can see the action that's being taken. So I totally understand this situation and I know this is not easy at all, but this would be my encouragement today. If you're in a situation where there's a lot of fear right now and maybe you're a husband listening to this and you've had this conversation with your wife and you understand where she's coming from, that this is not okay and she doesn't want to be in a relationship where this is still happening. My encouragement to you is to revisit this conversation together where you can share that the key is to be committed and engaged in the process of healing. Because when you're anchored in that process, success is inevitable. This is 100% something that can be beaten. You don't have to struggle with this forever. It's a matter of just getting the right tools and getting them customized to your unique situation. So I would encourage you to revisit this conversation if you've had this one in the past where it's it's like if it happens again, then it's over. You Either one of you can initiate this, which can then open up a space for you to talk through things differently and create this anchor for your relationship and update how you're approaching this together. So I hope that this is helpful as you guys are focusing on implementing this. And again, even more importantly, engaging in the work and doing this together. And if you're listening to this, then these are such good steps. And so I just, I admire everybody who's engaged in this process because I know it's not easy. And so I'm hoping that these episodes provide some direction and relief so that you can implement the tools that we talk about to help you actually execute and resolve this issue so you can follow through on the commitment to not having this in your relationship anymore.